It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live. Sponsored by our friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Here's your host, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon. Welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. As always, we're having some fun here on a Friday afternoon. I have a true golf guest this afternoon, so I needed to come up with, for the song of the week, a golf anthem that was near and dear to both of our hearts. So uh, Chandler's on the board today. Chandler, hit it. his finest right there. I'm all right. I got a good smile out of you there. The executive director of the New Jersey State Golf Association is with us today here in studio, Mr. Kevin Purcell. And uh, it's good to see a smile there because, you know, you got you got a little going on these days. And uh, hopefully that was a little bit of fun, a little uh, Caddyshack theme song there. But welcome to Springdale Golf Live. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It is a busy time of year for us, but it's nice to spend a Friday afternoon with you. Well, you know what? Speaking of busy, right now you have one of your championships, one of your major championships going on as we speak. The finals and the match play of the women's amateur is taking place. And you got uh, Christina Parcells out there against Anina Koo. And Koo is two up through 13. I'm sure you were over at Navisync this morning. What's that championship like and how's it going? It's going terrific. Luckily, we have some great weather. Uh, the, the play throughout the championship has been spectacular. The first two days we have uh, we have qualifier for the match play, but we also have the mid amateur going during those two days, and Noel Mertz of Ridgewood uh, won the mid amateur, okay, and then also qualified to get into the match play. And you see that the matches have made their way down to the final, and uh, Anina Ku is leading with two holes to go. It's uh, exciting getting there. The uh, semifinal match where. Uh, uh, the semifinal match earlier with uh, with uh, Parcells versus Gian Chandani. Uh, Parcells was two up with four holes to play, and Gian Chandani won two holes in a row and then knocked it stiff on the 17th hole to five feet. But then Parcells knocked it in for a hole in one to win that hole to get it all even playing, uh, to go one up playing 18. And then that wasn't enough for Gian Chandani. She went on the 18th hole and made a 50 footer to put it into overtime. And then, uh, luckily for Parcel, she won the first extra hole to get it uh, to get into the championship final. Well, I tell you, it doesn't matter. You know, man, woman, child, whatever. There is drama in golf in 2019. I mean, it, you know, Tiger at the Masters. You've got Bernard Langer last week, 61 years old, wins the British Open Championship for the seniors. And, you know, you're talking about making a hole-in-one, golf's version of the mic drop, in the middle of match play. And then to make a 50-footer on the next hole to counter that move, it's just, there's just great entertainment. There's so much good going on in golf. And you are the man that, you know, basically is in charge of golf here not only just the tournaments but the programming so tell us a little bit about the new jersey state golf association and what you're up to in 2019 you know maybe outside the tournament realm because we'll get to more of that in a minute sure the uh the the big news in 2019 is the rules of golf the change in the rules of golf so we had as a as an extension of the usga on the local level all the state and regional golf associations had to make sure that the rules of golf were being people were being educated on the new rules uh and so we we held over 40 seminars around the state open big ones open to the public but also some more smaller intimate ones at some of the clubs and in some private groups uh and uh, we just kind of educated people about the new rules of golf how have the new rules the implementation been going 
I think it's gone very smoothly. I think the USGA has done a magnificent job of providing educational tools. Their website is bar none a, a, a very solid explanation of the rules, and there's a variety of ways to get the answers to what the rules you're looking for. Well, they have been a great resource. And, you know, one of the things I think that we have benefited from being in New Jersey is that when the PGA Tour started and they had some, you know, growing pains in the beginning there, different things that were going on, different storylines, it made uh, my members, you know, as a PGA professional and head and director of fun over at Springdale, it made my members way more aware that something big had happened. And they may not still not know what it was. And we had done some small seminars at the club and, you know, 50 members would come out and they'd listen to Jim Litvak or something or Charlie B talk but you know at the end of the day it made people just like have this awareness that there was change going on and i think that that was a real big help rather than being in florida and it was like oh, okay all of a sudden it was new year's eve and then bang you know you're dropping the ball from your knee and you know you, you might have a tournament that morning and you're running around as the head pro or or you know a tournament administrator and coordinator you know like mike McInerney, and he's like he's like oh he's like kevin what are we going to do today you know like the i got to make sure that there's somebody on every hole for this so you know i think it's been going pretty good what what else is what else is new at the new jersey state golf association one of the most important things that's happened is happening today. So the young players are playing great golf. In our amateur championship, which we'll get into, uh, there was two records set this year. There was the individual round record of 64 shot by, shot by uh, Dawson Jones. That was a record. You know, the amateur is, is over 100 years old, so it's a lot of time there to, uh, to uh, eventually set a record. And also, he set the overall scoring record of, uh, of 15 under par. And uh, just an amazing accomplishment for, for a young man. Well, I tell you, you have hit the nail on the head because one of the big themes that I've been following this year, and I keep bringing up week after week on the PGA Tour, is that with Moore Carroll winning the Barracuda last week, he's now the 13th first-time winner, young winner, basically a no-named. The guy was in classes six months ago at college, right? Just like Matt Wolf and, you know, Corey Connors was a Monday qualifier. He wins in San Antonio. There have been all of these great storylines, but these young players can flat-out play. You know, I was I was following the uh, PGA Championship, the Boys Championship this week, so so our, our championship for juniors, so there's a boys and a girls version, and the winner shot 21 under. And one of the reasons I was watching it closely is because Cannon Claycomb, who came on the show back in September because he had played in the Junior Ryder Cup. Uh, friend of my family and uh, phenomenal young player. He shoots 62 in the first round. He shoots 20 under and he loses the boys PGA, which was held up in Hartford, Connecticut. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what what do you have to do? You know, I mean, this kid is he, he he's all world played on like a Junior President's Cup. They fly him to France to play junior golf there. He shoots 20 under, and he can't win a tournament. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. I, I think your theme for what you're bringing up there is spot on. And, like, what's going on in New Jersey with these young people? Well, in the state amateur alone, that first round of the state amateur over at Nishanik Valley this year, we had 21 players under par in the first round. Can you imagine? You know, that's the round that Dawson Jones shot 64 in. But can you imagine being out there and shooting 68 and walking in thinking, you're probably thinking, they may just give me the trophy right now and I won't even have to play the rest of the rounds. But you, you, you get inside, you look at the scoreboard, you're four behind. It's just an, it's an amazing dynamic right now, and it's all the young players playing good. Well, all right. So you bring up a good point here. And just, you know, I love talking golf, and that's why you're here. I, you know I love talking golf with you. 
Why do you think this is? Why do you, This is across the country. I mean, this is happening everywhere, that these young players, they know no bounds. They have no fear. They're going out. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to use the claw grip when they're putting or chipping. I mean, it's just, I mean, put all this, what we plan to talk about aside, and let's have some fun for a minute. Why are these kids so good? I think they've got great opportunity right now between the IJGA and the AJGT, the IJGT and all of the other uh, opportunities for tournament golf, but also on local levels, county counties and clubs are doing are putting a big effort into junior golf programs. I was at uh, Montclair Golf Club the other day. Sorry, Hackensack Golf Club the other day in the evening, just playing a few holes with a friend, and they had a junior clinic going on out there. About it's six thirty, seven o'clock at night. They had fifteen kids, and and those are the kind of things that are getting kids into the game younger. They're getting to be. Uh, they're getting to a level faster. Uh, but I, you can't take away from the individual commitment these young men and women have to the game and the effort that they individually put into it. Uh, you know, when you're just hitting balls on the range by yourself or standing on the putting green, knocking in 10 footers until the lights turn out. Well, I tell you, I'm going I'm to plug the club and I'm going to plug the New Jersey PGA for a second because on Tuesday at Springdale, we host the first day of the University Open. Now, the University Open is one of their majors for the New Jersey PGA Junior Tour. And it, the reason they call it the University open is because there's these two universities in New Jersey, Princeton and Rutgers. So Tuesday, it's at our place because we're the home club for Princeton University. And then on Wednesday, it's at Rutgers. 135 kids are coming, boys and girls, to the club. We have tee times from 7.30 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon, and the thing sells out in 10 minutes. And there will be great players there. I mean, we've had, you know, the Kelly Sims of the world come through there, and, and it's just, we, we have all these great players come out, and it's really a lot of fun for even the members to come out. We had the AJGA there last year, 54-hole event. They shoot three, four, five under to win. You know, I mean, these are young kids that are playing at this level. It's really an exciting time to be a part of golf. There's no doubt about it. And you know, I could tell you, you you are probably anxious here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on and I'm gonna tell you that Koo is uh, there's still 14 holes. She's two up. So they got four holes to play, and I'm sure you're getting buzzed over there anyway. All right, so uh, shift gears for a second. Uh, we've had some other championships. You mentioned the amateur last week was the state open up at Trump. Okay, Trump Bedminster. Um, new course, State Open, and your winner is Chris Goderup. Tell me a little bit about your experience last week at the State Open. Again, another young man. Chris Goderup is a is a uh, sophomore at uh, Rutgers University here in uh, right here in New Jersey, and uh, and he played fabulous golf. But he was behind most of the tournament. The leader was another young amateur, just graduated from Gettysburg. His name is Danny Harcourt. Uh, he was he was. Played very solid golf, leading after the first round and kept that lead all the way through to the 15th hole of the last round. Gutterup was in the second to last group, par five, dog leg left. Gutterup knocked it on in two and drained about a 50 footer for Eagle to tie for the lead. And unfortunately, when Danny came to that hole about 10 minutes later, he had some trouble with some greenside rough, left it in a couple of times, wound up making triple. And for the first time, in 50-some-odd holes, he was not leading the Open Championship. And uh, and Gutterup made one more birdie coming in and eventually won the championship. Another young amateur winner, you know, because you have the Frank Espositos, the Jimmy McGoverns of the world. They're all there. They're all trying to win, you know, another state championship. And, you know, a, a college kid comes out and takes on these Wiley veterans, and they win. Yeah. And uh, wasn't it a college kid that won last year um, at Matitaconk? 
It was, yeah. Uh, Luke, uh, Luke Gray was one last uh, one okay. last year. Yep, another amateur. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a unique time in in our history that some of the amateurs they're so good uh, coming out as young men playing very hard, disciplined golf in college, and they they bring it home during the summer and they win championships. All right, now you and I are in a lot of common golf circles here in New Jersey, right? We see each other often. When we do, you know I'm always picking your brain because you're an innovator. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on today and just talk about what's going on in golf is that I know that you lead that organization with with very much of a Steve Jobs mindset that you're like, what can we do? Now you're talking about here's this next generation of golfers. They are entering your golf tournaments, so they're engaged by you. What is your mission you know, as you start 2019, as you're starting to plan for 2020, what is your mission as the leader, one of the leaders in New Jersey golf, to talk about how we're going to engage this next generation golfer and to, and to keep these kids, you know, from off their smartphones and on the practice ranges, hit, like you said, 10 footers at Hackensack at 730 at night? You know, when the mission of the Golf Association, when it was formed in 1900, was to host tournament golf. Now, Fast forward to 2019, not everybody in our association plays tournament golf. So we as an association not only have to give the great opportunity for the kids who are playing championship golf, but we have to give it to people across the board. So we're creating things. Uh, you know, well, first of all, you know, in our communications tools, we are all over social media trying to reach the kids, get them engaged in the game make it fun and uh, and have the opportunity for the people who aren't playing in champions to be able to follow them as easy as possible uh, but then with the, with the championship golf obviously we're, we're asking the, the best courses in the area to uh, to host our championships uh, and we're lucky in New Jersey there's there's fabulous golf courses here uh, for the kids to, 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 to compete and to try uh, to do their best over the championship uh, layout. Well, one of the things, you know, I I definitely have to give you guys credit up there because there's no doubt that in your programming alone that you're really starting to engage and, in, and not only that, but get participation out of that next generation of golfer. And I think that that's supremely important. And that's something that I'm always that. I mean, that's why we're here on the radio right now is because Springdale feels the same way. We're out trying to reach a younger crowd, a younger member, a younger person in the Princeton region here who you know might be interested in golf and they want to learn more about it or they want to learn to play or they just they already play, but they're looking to, for a place to hang their hat. I mean, you yourself are a player, right? So you have always been kind of looking for that. And you and I are around the same age. So we took that for granted because we took it upon ourselves to do it. There weren't that many distractions back then. There's a ton of distractions now. And you guys are definitely winning when it comes to getting people out. So, you know, kudos to you for that. And, you know, do you have a preview of anything cool that you might be trying to do before we go into break here? Do you have a preview of anything cool that you, you're going to, a new program or something that you're going to try to do either late this year or, or you're, you're in development? for 2020 uh, the, the the main thing we're focused in uh, going into 2020 is the new handicap system so it's a world handicap system and it's pretty detailed so we could uh, we could go into it as deeply as you want but it's all inclusive where there's there was seven different handicap systems around the world and now there's only going to be one system worldwide it's kind of a neat thing all the rules are the same worldwide it's more inclusive as I say uh, and I think that's an important thing and we're going to go at that and try to educate people about that as as we did with the rules of golf so real quick then okay you go out to a cocktail party you're at uh, let's say liberty national you're at a cocktail party everyone there's um, 30 and under and you have you know i come up to you and i say kevin why is a handicap important because it, it it gives you the opportunity to to compete 
on an even level. It's really one of the only sports where you can compete on an even level regardless of your ability because of the handicap system. You can't do it in tennis or basketball or football or anything like that. You, it's all based on skill uh, in those sports. But this is a, this is a, uh, the handicap gives you the opportunity to play. I could play against you as a golf professional and, uh, and uh, hope to uh, win a few scleras off you. Well, you know what? I've seen your handicap, so uh, you're not getting any. Well, you might, you might win some Scaleras, but you're not getting any strokes. That's for sure. All right. Well, you know what? He, he's got me convinced about the handicap thing, and and that's why he is the leader in New Jersey golf. That's Kevin Purcell, executive director of the New Jersey State Golf Association. Chandler's giving me a wink here, so that means must mean break time's coming, folks. It's three fifteen p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports nine twenty, the Jersey. Kenny Loggins, take us out. We'll be back after this. Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPGA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich and distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey? The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all of the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're here with Kevin Purcell, New Jersey State Golf Association Executive Director. And just before the break, we were talking about handicaps and what's new with the New Jersey State Golf Association. Well, we have a big week in New Jersey golf coming up. And I know you you have a big week every week. Last week, State Open. This week, the Women's Amateur. But, of course, you know, you're not playing the Men's Amateur in February. So these things are kind of lined up. But we have the PGA Tour coming in for the FedEx Cup playoff next week right you do you do you play a role in that at all you know i remember last year when the u.s open was around it was a cool story on one of the practice rounds you were a starter over at chinnacock and i always thought that was that must have been a pretty neat experience but next week with you know the golf that's being played over at liberty national for the uh what the northern trust you, do you play a role in that at all in new jersey state yeah we don't play a role in the actual championship uh during during the week of the championship we're out there prior to the championship we're out trying to drum up volunteers for the uh, 
for the group. Uh, the uh, PGA works with us starting uh, almost a year in advance, and we line up uh, some emails to our membership, uh, giving them opportunities to volunteer on site. It's a, it, it works out to be a great chain opportunity for our memberships, but also a great service to the uh, PGA Tour. No starter duties next week for no, Tiger Woods not, and no, DJ? No, I would, I would leave that to my uh, brethren over at the PGA. Uh, they're, they're probably involved. Uh, you know, your the PGA professionals are probably involved in the driving range and some of the other things that the tour uses. When the USGA comes to town, that's when, when they ask uh, you know, guys like me to get involved. So hopefully next year up at Wingfoot for the U.S. Open, I might get a call to uh, – to do that practice starting round again. Well, if you need a uh, starter caddy, you know where to you know where to find me. You know? So I, we're going to take the show on the road next week. This Springdale Golf Live, and we're going to head up to the Northern Trust, and we're going to broadcast next Friday up there at our normal time, three o'clock. We'll be in the media center, and we've got some fun guests coming on. We have host golf professional Danny Schleichert and uh, uh, teacher Jeff Smith, and I got one more special guest lined up too. But we'll we'll leave that for the time being. All right, so. One of the cool things I wanted to talk to you about is that in about six weeks' time, Springdale is hosting the Men's Senior Amateur for the New Jersey State Golf Association. Can you give my listeners and members a little preview of what that event is like? Sure. Last year, we had the Senior Amateur up at Essex Fells Country Club, and Anthony Fioretti won it. Uh, Anthony was a first-time winner in the state amateur uh, for uh, for a state championship. Uh, and that's the neat thing about the, the uh, state senior often happens to be a first-time winner of a championship. Guys who have played their whole year, uh, their whole lives beating up, uh, getting beat up by uh, some of the elite players in the area. Uh, but then when they get to the senior their game, they hone their game to the point where they can compete. And, uh, and that's the fun part about the game. You've got You've got guys that are out there in the prime of their life trying to uh, catch a little lightning in a bottle. Well, we're looking forward to hosting that. And one of the things that that led us down the road with Mike and then Chris Bauer over at the New Jersey PGA was that, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but we're going to host in 2020 the Senior State Open, which was played over at Matitaconk this year, which I think Mark McCormick won. So we're going to host that next May. So we're going to have a little senior twofer here. And next year is 125 years for Springdale since its inception. And uh, it was recognized by the USGA as a golf club. So we're very excited about that. So we're, we're looking to bring in these senior male players and to see what they can do in our links. Uh, Donovan McGuigan, our new superintendent, has got the place running and rolling, so uh, we're looking forward to it. That's a great championship also. What's neat about that championship is that the best players seem to be winning it, at least lately. Frank Esposito is going to be the two-time defending champion for that when it comes to your property next year. The uh, Jimmy McGovern had won it two years prior to that, and then you know, in 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 just before that, Bill Britton had won it three years in a row. So you can't argue with it uh, identifying some of the best senior golfers in the area. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, you just spoke about three major tour players right there: Billy Britton. You know, his history is known at the Masters. Jimmy McGovern won the '91 Shell, right? Frank Esposito was on the Champions Tour. Full, you know, he had his card. Uh, what two two years ago? Two years ago so, yeah. um, without a doubt, that's going to be a great championship and we're looking forward to that now i want to shift gears here for a second i want to talk about you every day are at the grassroots level of golf okay so you're constantly watching what's going on at the golf course what is going on in the golf world and what i'm most curious about is what is golf like in 2019 i mean this seems to be like a really big question in, in not only your industry but with the usga and certainly with the pga of america what 
how do we define golf, right? What is golf these days? You know, I don't think golf is that much different than it has always been. It's a game for the masses. It's not for the wealthy. It's everybody has the opportunity to play the game. Uh, and and where else can you can you take an opera, take a, a little time out, commune with nature, you know, spend some quality time with family and friends. You disconnect from the hectic lives that we live, and you try to chase a little white ball around. It's uh, it's a great experience. You know, people who are are seem to be too busy to play uh, are are trying to chop that up and find uh, find smaller versions of the game. You know, going out and playing nine holes, or just going up to the putting green, or the chipping area, or over to the driving range. Uh, they're still getting their golf uh, golf in, but uh, but I think uh, it's it's changed. It's you know, my father used to play golf Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday morning, uh, and uh, and that was okay. But uh, because the family didn't have all of the things that families have to do today, but uh, even with all those things in our hectic lives, we're still finding time for golf. All right, so let's talk about a place in Edison that has tens of thousands of golfers all the time. And how is the New Jersey State Golf Association, how are you and I going to work together and partner? How's the New Jersey PGA? How are we going to get the top golf participants to a golf course? Because I I think you're right. I think not a lot has changed. Certainly the game really hasn't changed. The golf courses haven't changed. New Jersey still has these wonderful public and private facilities all over the state. Doesn't matter where you live. But... Certainly, like you said, some people are chopping up their golf experience and they're making it smaller or they're making it more social. How do we, uh, that to me is the biggest difference. How do you see that? And, and how is the New Jersey State Golf Association approaching getting those folks you know, into a more traditional golf experience? I think we have to go where they are. And right now, the youngest, the young generation are on their cell phones. They're, they're using technology, and I think we need to be very solid in technology. So we spent the uh, better part of last year recreating our uh, website so that it's responsive now. It's, uh, it's mobile-friendly and will respond to whatever device is being used. Uh, we have, uh, we're, uh, the, the, with the uh, World Handicap System uh, coming in uh, January 1, there's also going to be a new Gin app. Uh, it's not going to be called Gin because it'll be the World Handicap System, but uh, that'll be give the ease of people not only being able to post their scores and check their handicap, but also have links to our sites so that they can see what's going on in the world of golf in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, but I think that's key. I think we have to go to the people where they are and uh, and and uh, and just try to uh, you know bring them bring them uh, through it through communications back to the golf course. So you give me a good lead in there because uh, you know Mike Moretti, who's your director of communications, he and his team do a fantastic job. You guys are on social media, right? You're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're posting results there, you're doing all of these things where you, you are getting and you are you're embracing that technology and you're getting out there to that new next generation golf player, consumer, etc. Right. What is Mike and what do Mike and his team have concocted up for you know the end of this year celebration of golf? What types of things can you give my listeners a little bit of a preview of? Well, I, I think if you've been following our championships, you'll see that we've gotten into social media uh, with, with a vengeance. We have we hired a, a young lady out of the College of the Holy Cross, Lexi Guzzi, to be our. Uh, oh wait eternal- a second! Wait a second! There's a crusader. 
We have a crusader in the building. We have a crusader, and My she's man. doing a ma- marvelous job for her. We hired her as the internal operations manager, so she's paying the bills and uh, you know running things on the inside. But we noticed right away, as a young lady coming uh, just out of college, she had her finger on the pulse of social media. So we gave her some responsibility there. We allowed her to uh, to hire an intern this year. First time we had a communications intern, and uh, you know, a young man uh, f- uh, called Griffin Ferrara has done a great job for us using drone flyovers and interviews and uh, uh, just uh, they're doing giveaways and and, and surveys and and just really engaging uh, the the public through social media. All right, listeners, the the theme here is pay attention to what the New Jersey State Golf Association is doing. Get on Instagram, get on Twitter, get on their website, get their newsletter. Uh, They got some really cool things going on. And, you know, one of the ways that we try to engage our younger next generation golf golfer audience here is we have a lot of fun. I am the director of fun over there at Springdale. You know that. And we have a lot of fun here on the show. So one of our traditions is that we love to do a little rapid fire Q&A with our guests because people want to get to know you past your plus point eight handicap index. I looked that up today and I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. Mr. Executive Director, playing some good golf these days, I see. So outside hey, of work, you know. Oh, of course. Kudos to you, though. You're a great player, sure. and you know, well deserved. So here we go. A couple of quick questions for you. Outside of golf, what's your favorite summer activity? Hanging around with my family and friends. On a scale of one to ten, rate your handwriting. A week, a one. All right. B- biggest player pet peeve. Slow play. Favorite type of shot to hit in golf for yourself? To drive. If you could be any type of professional athlete, what would you be? Fisherman. What's your best subject in school? English. When you hear the word New Jersey, what's the first course that comes to mind? Pine Valley. There you go. Well, you know what, folks? We're about to head out for the day right here, but I can't thank you enough there, Mr. Kevin Purcell, for spending the time being here on Springdale Golf Live. You are always a VIP here in the studio. Thanks for being here. Good luck with the Women's Amateur. Always fun to be with you. Thanks. All right. And thanks to our sponsors and our friends and supporters, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, F.H. Wadsworth, our producer on the board, Chandler, Springdale Board of Governors, and Troon Golf Management. Most importantly, I love my listeners. I'm heading to Springdale, but where are you headed? We'll let the tower be your guide. And from New York to Philadelphia, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day.